it's really mysterious like that where you 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 have to keep that wonder or else you'll miss it you know you'll miss the roses you'll miss the the stars because your mind has decided it already knows them when in reality you can never truly really grab onto it like you can a rock and and mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful because of that to me that's what makes it so incredible awareness the final frontier these are the explorations of jonathan robinson and brian tom o'connor their continuing mission to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within to seek out new joys and new methods of awakening to boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness this is awareness explorers Welcome back, Awareness Explorers. This is Jonathan from the Outer Limits of Inner Space. I'm with my trusty co-host. Brian Tom O'Connor. And we have a special guest today who I'm interested in knowing about because he is significantly younger than me. He's 22, which means that um, he is a little bit younger than me. And I look forward to gain his perspective because he's really started on this journey in a uh, early and unique way. And Brian, why don't you introduce our guest, Victor Burkhart? Sure. Well, this all came about because of YouTube and it's uh, sort of uh, collaborative filtering. It's, you know, people who watched this video also watched or, you know, recommended videos. And I kept getting these videos on my feed from Pursuit of Spirit. And at first I would just say, okay, that might be interesting. And then I started watching them one by one. And I realized, wow, this guy, this guy's teaching is really spot on. It just seems to be so concise, so direct, so sincere, and uh, resonates with what Jonathan and I talk about on this show. So uh, we decided to ask ask uh, Vic on. And uh, I'm only going to add one more thing from his YouTube channel a little quote that says, I'm not here to teach or give advice. I'm not a professional. I'm just here to talk about the things that light my soul on fire that I find extremely interesting. So Victor Burkhardt, welcome to Awareness Explorers. Awesome. Thank you so much for the introduction. And I'm super excited for this conversation. Watched a few of your guys' episodes, so I'm definitely into it. And I know we resonate with similar things, so I'm sure it's going to be great. And you seem to have perfected the art of getting the infinite into 90 second sound bites on YouTube, (laughs) TikTok, and Instagram. So a skill I've wanted to learn and, and, and an important skill in this age, you know, people are overwhelmed with too much to do. And, and, uh, what got you into this in the first place at such a young age? Yeah, I, I think that, and kind of like we were saying before we started recording that there was just this very natural intuition I had ever since I was like, ever since I can remember probably, you know, five, six years old, I just remember intuitively feeling like life was magical and like mystical inherently. And it seemed like everyone around me was sort of like not acknowledging this. Um, And I didn't know what that intuition was. It was just an intuition at the time. And um, as I got older, I started to have mystical experiences. And one I remember was when I was like 10 years old, 
I was listening to a song in my headphones and I walked out underneath the beautiful Idaho night sky and I was just looking up into the stars. I was always attracted to the stars. And now looking back, I know why that was because it reflected the infinite, the vastness, the mystery, the, the, the magic of trillions of stars in front of your, in front of your eyes. And I remember one night I went out there and there was a recognition. I didn't know what it was at the time, but looking back, I saw myself. I was looking at, literally looking at myself when I was looking at the stars. And I just remember so vividly how potent and powerful that was to my own journey. And I probably eventually forgot about that. And in my 10 year old mind was just like, oh, that was weird, you know, and just like went on about my life. But looking back now, I was like, wow, that was like an awakening. That was like a little recognition of true self looking up into the sky and seeing myself and having that, that, you know, pre-perceptual shift in awareness. And, um, and I had that. And then I think in high school, the intuition came back stronger. I started to develop more and that led me to, of course, YouTube videos. And then that led me to, to meditation and meditation led me to Buddhism. And then Buddhism led me to like Hinduism and uh, Neo-Advaita and non-duality teachers like Rupert Spira. And so from there, it just started to branch out. And I just followed that, that path and, and started sharing the videos and that's what's led me to this point right here. So it's been a pretty natural, uh, organic path, I would say. Mm-hmm. What, what strikes me and what you say is, um, you know, a lot of kids probably have certain, certain experiences, but our culture, our culture that we live in, you know, numbs us out and you get focused on other things. But now with the internet, you can find all this stuff, you know, when I was your age, uh, they hadn't invented the wheel yet. And so they had to, um, <laughs> they had, <laughs> they had just re- recently invented the printing press. And so I read a lot of books, but there was no way to connect with people. You know, I was the, right. I was a 14 year old meditating and meditating back then was, was, you know, pretty bizarre. Right. Um, so it's a whole new world that you get to read and li- or watch all these great spiritual teachers for free all the time. It's amazing. And you've taken really good advantage of that. And now you have a following of people who are following you listening to that. Do yeah, you get a lot yeah. of feedback from people? Yeah, I do. And it, it's incredible because when I first started sharing videos, you know, that was probably uh, almost th- three years ago now. So I was probably uh, what is that? 19, 18 in that area, right after I graduated high school. And I remember thinking like, am I just like crazy? Like, am I making this up? And like, I couldn't like, cause I was so, I'm so young. I don't really have the life experience to really verify it a lot. I, I kind of do now. Cause I've lived a bit, a little bit more, but when I first started, I was like, am I, am, am I crazy? But I started to get messages and comments from people saying like, wow, this helped, or like, this just made me cry, or this like, just changed my whole day. And I was like, oh, this is real. Like, this is actually legit. Not that I ever seriously questioned it, because I always knew like, this is something, but just how I was sharing it. I was like, is this, is this right? You know, kind of that self doubt, 
imposter syndrome because I am young. And uh, when I got those comments and those messages, uh, that that's really not that not that it's validating or I'm seeking validation, but it's really affirming that like, oh yes, this is helping people. Like I do have something to say that is of value and I'm not too young to share that value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, I think that's really, really right. And uh, we, we often question whether, what, whether we should be sharing what we're sharing. And when we get feedback, that is really, as you say, when people say, this is really helping me to say, okay, because I know Jonathan, you know, you, one of your basic principles in life is how, how can I be of service to people? Yeah. And, and I like how Victor, despite, you know, the, you haven't written books, but you have the intuition and the experience, which makes you as credible as anyone. And we need more people of your age saying, this is truth. This is really what's important. And you're, you're uh, fulfilling a niche that's, that's really necessary. And I, I also noticed that when people talk about this stuff, it makes it more real. So you're actually not just serving your audience, which is sizable now, but you're also serving yourself. You reinforce that knowledge when we, when we speak it out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I think that that's where my, it feels like I talk a lot about life purpose or uh, destiny. I don't know if any of you have read The Alchemist, but I really resonate with that. And I feel like this is my purpose. I feel like this is why I incarnated in this specific body in Idaho, you know, is, is to fill this role at, the, at this age, or in this age group at this time period. And, um, and I feel honored. I feel blessed. And I also feel the responsibility of like, oh, this isn't just like I'm making videos about like video games or cooking. Not that that's not, you know, okay, but that I feel how important it is and how, how vital it is to the future of not only my life, but of everyone's lives and all mm-hmm. of humanity. So it, it, I, I really, I really tried to acknowledge that and bring that into my 90 second videos. Like this is real work I'm doing. And I often refer to it as that. Right. Yeah, that passion comes through. Right. Now, you mentioned earlier that you had, when you were 10, you had, you know, the, these, these intuitions in the night sky. I had something similar, although much smaller when I was around 10 as well. I would, I would lie in bed and I would say, I would imagine this. I'd ask myself, what if there was nothing? And I just started to have this feeling that, was really weird and spooky, but spooky in a very cool way. Right. But then, you know, my life turned into my life and I had all the crazy things that happen in, in adolescent years and then young adult years and then middle-aged years. And, and I was really badly depressed. And it wasn't until, it wasn't until, wow, I think I was way past 40 or something that I, that I said, well, you know, I've got to change. I've got to find something. And then I stumbled onto non-dual spirituality. And that was the one thing that helped. So did you go through a similar period where you had a lot of pain or suffering or emotional stress that led you to 
refine or to dig deeper into this kind of searching? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That really resonates with me. I I would say that in high school, I had probably the average amount of teenage angst and anxiety and depression that almost any other teenage teenager has in high school. But high school is also uh, a little difficult for me too, because I, I felt sort of like an outsider. Like I played sports and I was good at sports, but I never like really fit in with like the little jock group. Like I never really fit in with the group. So that was almost like a thing for me that that was was hard to integrate and accept and work with at the time. And um, that really, that really pushed me, like I said, that's what almost gave birth to the intuition that I had when I was 10 was like, you know, I something's off, like, I feel really out of it. I like don't feel authentic. I don't feel like I'm like, I'm alive. I sort of feel like this dark cloud above me. And um, that really pushed me into meditation. But I would be lying if I didn't say that my my dabbling and my experience with psychedelics didn't blow the doors open too, because my experience with with um, psilocybin specifically was incredible. And so I think that in a combination of getting into meditation around the same time, that sort of really, really gave birth to it and made it real for me where it was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like, this is it. Like nothing else has even come close to this. No, like confidence hack YouTube video or, you know, self-help book as helpful as they can be even compares to like what I'm living and experiencing, you know, after doing these psychedelics or like having this experience with meditation. So yeah, I would say high school and, and, and that was the combination that blew the doors open. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I, I get from you, Victor, which I'm enjoying is uh, the excitement of the exploration and the the sense of possibility. You know, I've been uh, on this path now for 50 years. I started at age 13. And I go through a different period, sometimes where the path is like really exciting and you just feel that initial opening up. It's like, if you ever met somebody who just became a Jesus freak, you know, yeah. and they're experiencing the entire like, oh my God, my my head's exploding from this new experience. And then, you know, they, they can often become a Christian and 10 years later, it's like, I'm going to the boring church. And yeah. that can happen in any system um including non-duality like yeah now i'm doing now i'm doing my meditation but uh when when you talk to somebody who's when they're really alive and you know that it's it's still an exploration uh i remember ajashanti said his his definition of spirituality is life should be a constant discovery and oh. that really hit me and i i can see that in you and i see it in some people and it really there, there is no shelf life to spirituality just because you've been on the path 30 years. That's not helpful. That, that's almost like like a burden. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that the, the newness of it, if you're not experiencing the newness of it, then it's really uh, it's not juicing you the way life is extraordinary. And and so it's really nice to hear your perspective. Uh, you know, living in Idaho, you're probably not able to share this with your close friends. There's not that many 20 year old Idahoans. I don't know if that's a word, 
Um, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so, so um, do you share this with individuals? I know you post videos, but do you like you know uh, make use of the internet in other ways where you're connecting with people? Yeah. Apart from the posting, I mean, it's really just the posting. Like I said a little earlier, um, my girlfriend is wonderful and and she's really open and receptive. And I don't think that before she met me, uh, she w- she kind of had some inclinations that spirituality might be interesting. But I think that, you know, I really like maybe demonstrated that it is a reality and it is a thing that is is worthwhile and so that's been really beautiful to share that with her and see her own growth in Mm -hmm. in in that domain but other than her like it's honestly really interesting to see how little my immediate circle asks me about it even though they know i make videos about it it's almost like the mind doesn't understand what it is like it just thinks it's some like religious fundamentalism or it just thinks it's some like you know hippie new age woo woo thing and and it kind of dismisses it but it's like i'm sitting on a gold mine here and i would love to share it with you but i've yeah. been in the position before where i've been like trying to convince my friends and it never works so right. because they're because it, it has to be organic you know you can't force it on anyone and even if you could they would still have to discover it themselves so it's been interesting and and kind of isolating in that way where it's like wow i i it's bittersweet that I can't share this because it's nothing. There's nothing there to to grab onto and share. It, it just, it is itself. And that's been bittersweet, but I've really like really, really enjoyed being able to share online. And that's one of the beauties about, uh, uh about, uh, social media and YouTube to me is to be able to express myself that way is, is, uh, very, very fulfilling, incredibly fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same with me. I have a whole group of friends. They know what I do, but I would say 95% of them, you know, probably think it's crazy or woo-woo or just, you know, and so we just, I just you know, that's, just, that's okay. I don't right. mind. As if I, we don't talk about it. We talk about movies and um, politics and food. And uh, then there's a few that really are into it and fascinated by it and you know have read my books and listened to this podcast etc and um and that's great but but um the people that you reach do expand and i'm always surprised when i hear from people that i don't know and it's it's kind of delightful and you also can do i mean people could do like one-on-one sessions with you through your website is that right yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, that that's been wonderful too. That's almost like uh, it, it really. Every time I leave one of those sessions, it feels like I don't. I can't even explain it. It feels like the truth just sort of emerges in this lotus flower of energy, and it, it's beautiful. It's what I feel now. Come conversing in truth. There, there's a there's a something magical and mystical happening when you, when two minds come together on the divine and and it really comes out. It really does. Yeah. Well, Brian and I experience that, you know, people thank us for doing this, you know, uh, but the, the, you know, Jesus said when two or more gathered something, I'm not a Jesus uh, uh, expert, but there's something there. And I found that when I do coaching of people in a spiritual context that you, 
often I'm getting at least as much value as they are. You know, I feel guilty yeah. for for charging anything for it because it's it's really a shared. <laughs> It, it's it's them, me, and the unknown spirit that is unfolding. And to be part of that miracle is just such fun and such an honor. And, and, and it's uh, spontaneous. It's unpredictable to some extent. And, you know, we, we talked about earlier how people know what we do, but they don't usually ask us stuff about it. And I found that fascinating because all three of us are pretty devoted to this stuff. And all three of us are pretty friendly. We know a bunch of people. And I've tried to make sense of that. And what I've come to is that uh, we're just not very good at asking each other questions and putting ourselves in a learning position. You know, that, that it really takes us some humility to say, hey, you know, I know you're into something that's feeding you. What is it? You know, can you can you can you shine some of that on me or or yeah. or, or let me know what that's like? And that's a really hard thing, especially in America, where we're so individualist, you know, mm. that 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 one skill is about the only thing I'm good at, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that one skill goes you very far because you can right. go up to anybody and say, hey, you know, I noticed you're a great tennis player. Show me how you do that. Or, you know, I know that you're happy a lot of the time. What's going on there? Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it seems like I don't understand what's going on. That humility is, is really the, the beginning of a lot of this, whether it be pain from your life, how can I get happier to you know, noticing that somebody has something, it doesn't even have to be consciousness, it could be that they're very giving, or they're very loving, or they're very um, good communicator. Right, but that seems hard to do for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I would say that's even hard for me. And I don't know if that's just the sort of uh, natural tendency of, of our, I, I say the ego mind, that's how I refer to the mm -hmm. to the ego, even though it's not an actual thing. Um, but I, I don't know if that to me, that feels like a very almost animalistic thing where we just like, we don't want to like, well, I don't want help, you know, I'll, I'll heal this on my own, even though you have the medicine. And right. uh, I think that that's that in and of itself could almost be its own spiritual practice is just, just being more humble, like you say, but to me, humble and humility is, is almost a, a sense of honesty and integrity. It's just being mm -hmm. real with yourself. Like I need help. I don't know what to do, but I need help, you know, and, and uh, I, I definitely, I definitely feel like that's something that I can work on myself, but I do see that in, in, in people around me. And um, I also think with spirituality is that maybe if it's something more concrete and practical, like if I'm like building a wooden table, my friend would be more inclined to ask because his mind can grab onto it. But like, kind of like I said earlier, because it's so abstract and there's nothing to grab onto, I think that that is almost intimidating to, to the mind. It's almost like, what is this? I, I don't know what this is. So I don't know, you know, even how to approach it or even ask about it. But I think that if someone is really interested, they will, because they, they, their, their inner truth is recognizing the truth over there. And it's going, wait a second, there's something here. I don't know what it is, but there's something here for sure. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I think you're wise to to realize that people have to ask about it. People have to become interested in or be looking for something on their own. Uh, they either have to be looking for um, just simply how to be happy and their uh, attempts have failed so far, or they notice your happiness and ask about it, or they know something about non-dual spirituality in particular because they've stumbled upon it and it interests them. And I think and either one or at least one of those have to be in place before you can really talk about it to people. Right, right. And I, I think that you can still plant the seed um, even if they're not ready. Like if you, like I've, I've sometimes walked into like a gas station specifically, I remember, and I was in a very, what I would consider a very elevated state of consciousness, just very in tune. And I remember seeing it almost like, hit the the cashier and her face just lit up and it was just like our interaction like something something in her was woken up a bit and I remember leaving the gas station thinking like all we did was talk about what I was buying and like that was it but I know that she took something more from that interaction than my two dollars like I know that something something landed, some seed was planted, and I didn't even have to say anything. It was just a, an energetic, if you want to use that word, a, a sort of, you know, a transmission. And I think that that can be very powerful, maybe even the most powerful, because it's just a demonstration of the, of that truth. Yeah, you wow. say it so well, you say it so well. And, and I've seen that as, as well, that you know, Adyashanti says that everybody's a transmitter, you know, every moment. And uh, if you're lit up through consciousness, non-duality in a moment, that gets transmitted to whoever might be interested or, or close to that. And um, and I find it fascinating that you you do these like 90 second videos on Instagram and YouTube and and TikTok. How do you how do you take these huge concepts and put them into 90 second things and 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 how do people respond to them yeah it's it's definitely not easy and i originally started making youtube videos that were like around 10 15 minutes so it was something i really had to work at but i think that a lot of it is i'll i'll sit before i make a video and really put my attention and awareness on like what what is it that I'm actually trying to say? Like, cause it's something, it, it's something very, very, very poignant that I'm trying to get across. And I can usually chip away at all the stuff that isn't needed until I get it to this very, you know, crystal clear thing that I'm trying to deliver, which is almost like a seed. It's almost like each video is one seed that I'm mm. just dripping into the you know, social media economy. And hopefully whoever sees it, they're getting a little seed and maybe they watch three of my videos and those seeds start to start to grow. And so a lot of it is, is really distilling it down to the very, very like essence of a teaching because they don't have to be complex. And that's something that's really beautiful to me about, uh, about spirituality and, and non-duality and this whole exploration and discovery is that it can be as complex or as simple as 
basically as you want it to be and both can be true in a sense so it's like Mm -hmm. mind bending and weird and and it's so cool that that if you want to make an hour podcast episode about it which i have just sat for an hour and talked about it i can do that but then i can also like really bring it down and deliver those micro seeds too so yeah i think a lot of it is just being really uh clear about what that that intention is because it sort of arises as a very specific intention like i want to talk about love in this way today or i want to talk about you know, uh, uh, the beauty of life in this way today. And then, yeah, it just, it goes from there. So uh-huh. I can tell in the way that you describe it, that you're like feeling something inside and it's almost like erupting out of you into a, a specific jewel. Yeah. Yeah. That that's where it, it comes from. Uh, what, what Ram Das would say is your spiritual heart center. It feels mm-hmm. like it literally is coming from, the middle of my chest and, and sort of, and then comes up and then my intellect, you know, pours in the words and then it like comes out my mouth. <laughs> that's, that's sometimes how it feels. Or yeah. sometimes it'll feel like it comes from like above my head, if that makes sense, like shoots through me. Sometimes that'll happen too. So mm-hmm. yeah, energy for sure that, that is, 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 is moving. That's why it feels like I'm also, or always, uh, I always say that, um, I feel like a conduit for Mm -hmm. the, the truth to come through. It's not me that's coming up with it. It just feels like I'm this channel or this transmitter as Adashanti would say for this, for this truth to come through. And, and that, yeah, that's how it feels a lot of the times. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. And one of those recent uh, short videos that, uh, that uh, in fact, just probably a day or two ago, um, was the one, uh, it's called Spiritual Awakening, Realizing What Reality Is. And he said, it's more real than the hand in front of your face. And uh, I, I, I love that expression, but could you talk a little bit about what you believe reality is and why it's more real than the, than the hand in front of your face? And right. you have like 60 seconds to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll try, I'll try on the spot, but- uh... Good luck. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 what I mean by that is that, uh, we, you know, most people are living in a very, uh, conceptual, uh, conceptually created illusory world, which is, you know, where the, the famous, like the world is an illusion comes from and Maya. Um, I think the, the Hindus called it. Um, but, what, what I'm referring to when I say it's more real than the hand in front of your face is that when an awakening or a recognition occurs, it's like reality itself in the sense that everything you thought was real in that moment, you realize was a fabrication. It was an illusion. It wasn't actually real. And having that contrast shows you like, oh my gosh, this is more real than what I thought was like the realest thing possible, which was matter, right? Like a rock or like a wall. We usually consider that to be real or the only real thing there is and everything else is fake. But this awakening or recognition really, really has that that vibe of, of like, wow, this is what it actually is. And, and that's what I'm referring to when I say it's more real than matter. Basically, it's more real than what you thought was real because it is the it is the real thing. It is the the 
the truth itself and it's not covered by your ideas or like what you think it is it is itself and so it has that that energy of truth to it mm. well said um yeah i know what you mean it's it's just more it's somehow more direct more unfiltered and it's also closer because being you know, people, it's, it's, well, it's who you are. So it's, it's what's looking, not what you're looking at. And, and so it's, uh, it, and we see the world and we, our mind puts filters on it and describes it and conceptualizes it. And when those are gone, the direct nonverbal experience is, um, yeah, it's, it's just seems to be more real, more truthful. Right. Yeah, I think Rupert Spira calls it the backward step. And that's what it, f- it feels like you're going this way. Yeah. Instead of like always like looking out here for stuff in your mind, like thinking of thoughts, it feels like you like shift back this way. And it has that, it, it's really indescribable. I mean, I'm trying my best here, but like you really cannot describe it. It's just real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know the feeling when, when yeah. words don't really do it, but we try anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you um, use any particular methods uh, as your favorites nowadays? Uh, I used to do a lot of um, Shinzen Young's mindful awareness when I would meditate. But a Mm -hmm. lot of what I do now is what Adashanti calls true meditation or uh, Shinzen Young, I think, called it do nothing technique. So I'll just sit and be. I call it be, breathe, listen, because whenever Mm -hmm. I call it meditation, my mind just like I don't know. My mind just goes crazy. But when I just like tell myself, I'm just going to sit, be, breathe and listen, not listen to external sounds, but like listen to the quiet places, as Adashanti would say, that has been really, really beautiful for me on my practice, because a lot of that sort of straining and effort that comes from the, the mind trying to like figure out spirituality and like really get a hold on it drops away when you're just Mm -hmm. being and then that connects you more accurately to the truth of what you are and so that that's been that's been beneficial but other than that I think that I just spend a lot of time wondering about this stuff like if I'm just like walking you know down the street or like I'm in yoga kind of laying there when class is starting my mind is just I'm always pulled towards it and so I, I tell people sometimes in my videos that it's like uh, steeping in tea because before the water is tea, the tea bag has to steep in the water. And so it's almost like you're the water and the truth is the tea. And you just have to steep in it long enough that you and the tea become the same thing. And so mm-hmm. that's really what it feels like. It just, it just gets clearer and clearer and, 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 and more obvious in a sense that like oh yeah that is what it is like oh yeah oh how did i forget of course like that's sort of the the vibe of it and uh yeah i would say just just being and not overcomplicating it cuz i used to overcomplicate it a ton i would be like which meditation technique and like oh i'm not doing it right and like i i realize now that whole thing was just my mind making noise and when i get really quiet that's when you know the, the growth happens. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned wonder, which is a wonder and curiosity are great doorways because every three-year-old has them. It's not like something you 
are putting on it's something that was there it's covered over and now you it's natural if you can wonder and i notice that uh we're so inundated with information that sometimes that gets obscured uh but i wonder about a lot of things during the day <laughs> you know everything from you know how can i move my hand to um uh, what is this thing called awareness what is this why do I identify with this feeling and not that feeling? I mean, it, if you happen to wonder, you're tapping into a pretty big resource there. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's probably why a lot of us have those mystical experiences at a young age is because your mind hasn't been conditioned for decades. You don't have all these beliefs about how things are and you're open. And like Adashanti says, it's an endless discovery that's like really the heart of it. Like even the the biggest discoveries I've made, I would say, whether that's like, oh, I'm not this body. That's something that you can just keep revisiting. And each time it can be as incredible as the first time, because yeah. it's like, you're just coming back to it. And, 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 and it's, like I said, it's getting clearer and clearer. And so I think that that wonder is really essential to, to growth, even if it's wondering about the same thing that, that your mind is telling you, oh, we, we've already covered that. Don't go that way. You know, we've got it figured out. Just, you know, find something new. It's like, wait a second, do we? And you can kind of go back and, and, and sort of keeping that curiosity I, I've always found is, is, is crucial for me. Cause when I lose it, when I think that I've got it all figured out, that's when I start to suffer. That's when I start to, to, you know, have problems. And when I stay open is when it's, it's this beautiful, this beautiful mystery that I'm just a part of. And, and that's, to me, that's the heart of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To ask questions, not to get answers, but to, uh, to ask questions, to have further openings. You know, you don't want to be in the position where you're under the stars and you say, yeah, I've, I've seen the stars already, you know, yeah, they're infinite, you know, yeah. so you have to sometimes steep yourself in the stars or steep yourself in quietness. Yeah. And it, it takes some time. It, it's not it's not an instant thing like a lot of things in our culture. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's not like something that, you know, you get and then you just have it like you like find a rock and you're like, oh, yeah, I got the rock. Like I can just like hold on to it and I'll just have it forever. But it's like with awakening, you know, you think you grab the rock and you set it down and you look away and you come back and the rock's gone and you're like, wait a sec, where to go? You know? Yeah, and yeah. So it's, 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 uh, mm -hmm. it's really mysterious like that, where you, you, you have to keep that wonder or else you'll miss it. You know, you'll miss the roses. You'll miss the, the stars because your mind has decided it already knows them when in reality, you can never truly really grab onto it like you can a rock and and mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful because of that to me that's what makes it so incredible yeah has no shelf life nope not <laughs> at all not at all and the other thing about questions and, and inquiry is that most people really think that the purpose of it is to ask a question and figure out the answer and and it's not that at all the questions in inquiry are simply techniques to turn your attention around, to turn your attention from out there and just into inward, into the background of all, of all experience. And once you've turned your attention 
you don't need to come up with some verbal answer or something as like like that rock that you can hold. Right. Right. Yeah, that that's so true. And I think that that is almost one of the biggest hurdles I feel like for most people and especially is probably still for myself, especially making videos about it is like not giving it a label. Um, I think that Muji, one of my favorite teachers, he says, don't don't call it anything like don't call it, you know, awareness, don't call it consciousness, just leave it open. And I found that that's, you know, that's really true in the sense that it it it, it can be really uh, contaminated by the mind because the mind just wants to label everything and know everything. And, and when you leave it open, it it stays open for you. And, and that's again. Yeah, that's the beauty of it, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In uh, in Judaism, you're not allowed to uh, print the word God. So, you know, that they will refer to and they'll put like G and then like asterisk, asterisk, D, you know, or in Islam, you're not allowed to show pictures of of Jesus or, or Muhammad because they don't want you to think like, oh, yeah, I know that I got that label. Yeah, God, it got God down. <laughs> right, know? right. And, and and the spirit of that is always trying to remember that our words have nothing to do with this experience. You yeah. Know, uh, and, and I, I think we need those reminders because that's what our mind is always trying to do, predict, label, make into known. And, and that's the exact opposite of the direction we're trying to go in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know if you need to go as far as never writing down the word God, but I, I get the original intention of what they're yeah. trying to do. And there, there is some wisdom to that for sure, because that, like I said, that seems to be one of the biggest, uh, the biggest hurdles is that maybe people will have an awakening or maybe they will have a mystical experience and then they'll be like, oh, so I got it. And it's like, wait, 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 just wait, just wait, just hold off on that for a sec. Just, just, just be. And, and that, that is, uh, uh how I, how I try to keep people open and, and not go down that path of like, I've got it figured all out. And then it sort of stagnates. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. wait, I thought I got it all figured out, but my life sucks. And I like, don't feel good. And it's like, wait, I thought it was all consciousness and love, but it's not like, and then it's like, yeah, it's because you, you missed the real thing. You took the bait that your mind was giving you of like, oh, we got it. You know, we got the rock of enlightenment or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. A beautiful discussion. Um, I'm wondering, I hear that you uh, sometimes lead guided meditations. Yes. And, yes, um, I do. And we'd love to hear one of those. I do want to put a, a shout out to our Patreon supporters that, uh, if you want some extra stuff from Brian and I, blogs and other meditations and other interviews, uh, we give it all away for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash awareness explorers. And um, uh, we'd love to hear one of your guided meditations, Victor, and, and then we'll, we'll uh, wrap it up after that. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I got my app here. And so we'll do 10 minutes if that works. Sounds for you guys? Good. Yeah. All right. So let's just take a few moments to take some deep breaths. 
really relax our bodies. I like to take deep breaths in through the nose and then out through the mouth. Probably do that a few more times in through the nose, then out through the mouth. Do one more in through the nose, and out through the mouth. And I like to take a second and just release any tight areas. Maybe a lot of times my shoulders, I like to clench up and just release those. Maybe somewhere in your neck or your lower back, you're holding tightness. Just see if you can find an area like that in your body and, and sort of release it. Good. So I want you to notice that there's a presence that's already here before you can think about it. Before you even sat down for this meditation, this presence was here. And it's completely effortless. It doesn't need your help. It doesn't need you to manage it. It doesn't need you to tell it where to go or what to do next. It's just effortlessly existing. See if you can notice this right now. This effortlessness is your most essential self. And we so often overlook this because of our preoccupation with our minds. And we don't realize that there's this constant presence that is effortlessly holding us at all moments. And when you put your attention onto it, you can start to feel this sort of relaxation in your mind and your body of, oh yeah, I don't have to force this. This is happening of itself with no controller. And the more we recognize this effortlessness in our daily lives, the more we start to allow it to guide us. Ram Dass said that I used to think I was the captain of my ship, and now he is.
And of course, he is referring to this effortless existence, the being that you are. Whenever you're suffering, whenever you're struggling, you can rely on this effortlessness that has you held. And that's the beauty of it, is that it doesn't need you to do anything. It asks nothing of you. It has you. It's carrying you. This effortlessness is our true salvation from all of our struggling and suffering and thinking and planning and analyzing that consumes us 99.99% of our days, if not 100% of our days. And we wonder why we don't feel peace. It's because we miss it. We overlook it because it's already there. It's there before you can find anything. This effortlessness is God's hand that is guiding you, that never leaves you. In your darkest moments and in your highest joy, this hand is there. This effortlessness is there. Before you can think about it. Why do I call it effortless? Because our ego minds are constantly efforting. They're constantly striving and trying. And that is actually where we suffer most. It's not that we don't have everything we need. We, we do. We just don't realize that. Again, we overlook it because it's already there. <laughs> Before you can even think about it.
So take God's hand, receive the invitation, walk through the open door that is always in front of you, that is this effortless existence, this effortless being that has you held. Stake your claim in that. Find your salvation in that effortlessness because it's always there. And even if you lose track of it, even if you get distracted, it'll be there waiting before you can even think about it. Beautiful. Didn't want to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm right there. Uh, or, or, or right here before, before me. <laughs> I really like that metaphor of what's already there and before thought, before identity. Before all experiences, I, I, I love that. Thank you so much, Vic. That was great. Of course, thank you, thank you. I'm glad that I could have had the opportunity to to lead that. Really, that was beautiful to share that. So, thank you. How can people uh, find your videos or find you? Uh, if you guys you know, want to find you, so that <laughs> might be a little bit challenging. <laughs> if you want to find this character talking crazy words at you on your screens. You can find me um, on social media, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube at Pursuit of Spirit. And then if you want to visit my website, it's pursuitofspirit.com. So it's pretty straightforward. Pursuit of Spirit on everything. I like uh, Pursuit of Spirit on everything. That could be a whole uh, uh, website. <laughs> yeah. Good. Maybe a movie too. <laughs> It'll be the sequel to everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. <laughs> I love well, it. Thank you for um, reminding us of the importance of the newness and the constant discovery on the spiritual journey and you embodying it so well. And uh, I, I look forward to following you in your future and hopefully continuing our connection. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and thank you for having me on again. I, I feel super honored and I, I feel blessed to have the opportunity to, to sit here with you, Jonathan, and you, Brian, and share this, this uh, beautiful exploration of awareness with you and with all of your listeners. So thank you, everyone. Thank you again. As we say to all our listeners, always keep exploring. Keep exploring. 
Keep exploring. Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. We'd love it if you would post a review. And please share our link on Facebook and with family and friends. Because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love.